And we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and we just watched Home is Where I Lay. And now we have all the, the three fine people who made this movie. <laughs> oh. Oh, Hi. Yeah, Sam, Mason, Bell. Good to see you, man. Good to see Boys you. Enjoy. Jackson Bachelor. Oh, how are you oh. doing? And Annabella Rich. Hiya. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So, uh, we just watched a movie. How did it all come about? Well, Bella can actually answer that my one. earbuds out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we shot this in the height of COVID. Um, I was suffering from really bad COVID nightmares after catching it, like a lot of people. And um, that is how the film came around, is my nightmares, Sam putting it into a proper format. And we had this location as well. And obviously at the time, we could only have six people maximum like on any kind of job or like role thing. So we had to find a way to make this film with under six people. And yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Oh, definitely. I had that in my notes because um, there's two basically two people and a lot of solo shots. I assumed it was during COVID. And I think a lot of people thought we would, a lot of COVID movies would be like Zoom movies, which we did see. But I think a lot of people got uh, creative uh, during the time, uh, you know, to make stuff with, with, with less people. And, uh, and, I, and actually, a lot of cool things have come out of, of that period. Yeah, it's fun. Like with limitations, there's more creativity sometimes. And with this particular film, like we, we had this thing where filmmakers were allowed to still make films. So it was okay. <laughs> so we thought, all right, well, let's find new ways to do it where it doesn't have to, like you said, be zoom based or um, green screen kind of stuff. And yeah, like to take the opportunity just to have that house, which just sort of magically a- appeared. We, we got that house and then five weeks later, we were shooting the film. It was completely opportunist, that film. Mm. So how, yeah, how did you I'm, get the house? I'm sorry. What were you saying? Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm working just the, the, the well, mostly just the three of us uh, with a, a couple of extra people helping out, um, Katie and uh, and Ryan. It was just nice being able to really collaborate and, and work on everything, mm. work together. It was, uh, it was a lovely experience. So uh, you said you got the house the last minute. Like, how did that come about? Um, <laughs> basically, it was from a dissolved relationship of uh, someone I knew. And then I've just got this property empty for five weeks and it was a million pound house. And I was like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do it. It was a real creepy <laughs> one though. It was very old. Um, when we went upstairs, the furniture had my name carved into it. On really? The, um, yeah. yeah. So obviously the little girl before was called Bella. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, so think, creepy yeah. things yeah. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was shooting you. I would assume that adds to the vibe when you're making a horror movie that it's it's creepy. Oh yeah. No, yeah. not when it's about me dying. What <laughs> about me dying? Right. Yeah, a movie about you dying and your name's carved into into the furniture and yeah. Because this is what the, the the film's based off is off my dreams and I had these reoccurring dreams of me dying in these this house not this house specifically mm-hmm. um but in all these ways so it was quite surreal to then make it. And then to go upstairs and have the weird bunk bed with my name carved in it. But (laughs) (laughs) was Jackson killing you in these dreams or? (laughs) No, no, I I don't think so. Maybe that was a premonition for the film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just real quick here. uh, Dave Bailey says uh, the movie rocked. 
I didn't even think it was because of COVID. It was just a great single location, eerie movie. That really, I agree, it works really well. I think uh, as time goes by, people won't think of it as like. I think now, since I'm so close to COVID and and know people who made movies at the time, like I thought, well, maybe that's why. But it's not like it stands out to me like it had to have been done during COVID. And Big Bubba Lua says, uh, "Well done, folks. Very sorry, but need to go. Being Satan, sorry, Santa in the morning." which is that's a good name though big bubba it's very good name. yeah so so what so when you're when you had these dreams so did you so did you write them down and like tell sam like we should make a movie about this Um, a little bit i was to be honest i was very shaken i came around his house one day like i need coffee i can't (laughs) stop and he's there like, let's make this proactive and write it into something. So we did that. And um, thankfully, the, the dreams seemed to stop. It seemed to be a common theme, actually. A lot of people I've spoken to who had COVID had really nasty nightmares through it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a desperate attempt to make horrible dreams stop. <laughs> and yeah. it seemed to work. So touch I like wood. that. Yeah, you, that you were really upset. And Sam's like, oh, let's make a movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, let's write it down. Let's make it proactive. Like, surely this can be something good. Handle it in the right way. Exploit you know? your misery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, it's misery. yeah, it's better to get something uh, positive out of the experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think we did. Like, I love our little film. It was definitely very therapeutic making. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, your breath at uh, the opening scene, like your monologue, uh, I assume that's just because it was very cold. Yeah, it was freezing. Um, all of it, even the, the nude scene outside, we were in the minus uh, things. Everything had to be shot so quickly. We'd have like a five to ten minute window before like hypothermia was like kicking in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was freezing. With one of those silver blankets, just ready to throw it over as soon as it was. Uh, yeah, I just. Uh, These were her was, choices. This was yes, cold. It was my cold. choice. <laughs> it was cold enough with with clothes on, let alone. Yeah, that was that looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weakling to cold. I have actually a little heater underneath the the table here, and I have a sweater, and I'm not I'm not naked and covered in blood. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the movie shot really well too. It's um, really good cinematography, and I don't want to say this as like an insult to your previous movies, but I think it was a step up in just the look of the movie. Uh oh, I can't hear you, Sam. You now? Who gets? Oh, I might hear you now. Cool. Sorry, I don't want that. But yeah, it was an opportunity with um, to be able to do bigger set pieces and try and get those like um, scares right. And because um, I directed and shot it, I really wanted to like push how far I could do it by myself. And it allowed having such a beautiful location to be able to do stuff like that. Like some of the crewing, like there's one scene in the closet and the closet was so small, it was incredibly small. And I had to hold the microphone and the light or at least have them close by to me whilst doing the camera work, which was a new experience. But it was kind of fun. And um, the bit at the end where she's swimming with the knife, it just had this perfect opportunity where I could just be outside and just follow the journeys instead of having all these cutaways inside. And yeah, it was just finding new, interesting ways to tell the story. And again, the reflective table of showing things slightly askew by filming underneath the table. You just have that flexibility when you're just doing it all yourself, kind of. That was horrible, by the way. Shooting <laughs> up to me while I'm eating was just, uh, that was, that was uh, 
I can't watch that scene. <laughs> well, if, if you don't like seeing yourself in, in film, this would be a hard movie since there's basically two people in it. <laughs> it's more just the eating bit of it. It's, that's, that's the bit I can't. Oh, you don't mind seeing yourself as long as you're not eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. So, um, how much? So, did you write the whole script out before you find the house, or does finding the house like uh, change the the script? Well, we were developing the concept, and as you see, there is a swimming pool like in one of the sequences outside, but we couldn't swim in there because it's bloody freezing, and it would have <laughs> right. been just a crazy idea to try and do that. But that, that was one of the key sequences in the film. And some of the scares we, we changed to apply to the house, but a lot of it was in mind of the house. Um, when we came on as part of the writing side of things, I was, was to focus more on your character. Yeah. And to bring in that misogynistic religious perspective on it. That wasn't so much playing in the nightmares and stuff, but I wanted it to be quite prominent through the film to allow like, because... There is an element of gaslighting in the film. And in my mind, there's this sort of like hold of that misogynistic, ugly side of Christianity that's permeated her mind that causes the house to respond in that crazy way with her. Mm. Yeah. And like, it was a lot of fun because obviously, you know, I'm playing the, the, the bad character in, in the sort of like uh, more horror moments, but um it was like working in sort of moments of little bit of con uh, trollingness and, and sort of like uh, uh, trying to uh, dominate the conversation in some way or, or essentially like, you know, if I've said that I'm not drinking anymore, well, she's going to have a glass of water on the table next to her too, you know, and, and those kind of things that, that are sort of subtle, like parts of the control rather than sort of direct. He's never shouting at her in the sort of real world, if you see what I mean. But there's still that sort of toxicity in there. Yeah. And I saw you guys film this in 2020. So um, that very topical today, at least here in America, is a lot of rise of that kind of thing here in the States. Um, religious. Well, uh, uh, what were you going to say, Sam? Well, the thing is, it's always been there, unfortunately. <clears throat> but now we can have more of a conversation about it because it doesn't dominate culture as much as like it has, especially with like, real crazy conservative Christian values and stuff. And all the stuff that he's saying is all from the Bible. <laughs> we just took a lot of it from the Bible. We tried to find the most ugliest misogynistic lines possible. And there was a lot of them, thankfully. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to the Bible. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, uh, Robbie wants to know, was it a real knife? Uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? That we were yeah. Using yeah, yeah, we were just really careful with it. We made sure that we it was never actually anywhere near us. It was just towards the camera, so it looked like it was closer than some than sense. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought it through. What was because our what was our budget? It was there was no budget. It was, was no literally like <laughs> petrol money. There, yeah, there was just... and makeup. Some of the makeup. The budget was yeah. the knife. Yeah, it was buying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Martin here, Martin Payne. We know that guy. Uh, which, we love you, Martin. Uh, which came first, the recorded monologue or filming Bella's reaction to the monologue? Actually, we did record the, your stuff first. The stuff of all the there's two elements. So the bits with the recorder, that's all Jackson pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, we did it just before we left. All the bits where she's screaming, "Shut up!" and all the madness, that's all just performance. And then we added all of the Christian vi um, verbs and stuff afterwards. So it's a bit of both, really. 
Because it, right. it wouldn't work for just to be able to just get Bella just to run with that scene where it's with the recorder. We wanted her to feel that recorder in the room. Mm. If I remember correctly, we had the recordings for me to type, but the stuff on the bed and stuff like that, I was just, you were like, okay. And And on the the table, you were like, he's going to say some really crappy stuff here. You need to think. So I was like, okay. Because I remember we recorded it like... I don't think we played it in the scene though because you'd heard it beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Bella, you said this was therapeutic to do. So, um, when did you realize that? Like, is it right away? Is it awkward to begin with, or, or did it help like right away while you're making it? Um, it. I think it really came through during the middle of it. Like certain scenes, for for example, where I'm walking through and they're like blood and everything. Like that was never supposed to be as like nude or graphic. Um, but I was like, no, like in my head, I want it how I saw it. Um, so I found it actually really helped in those scenes where I'm like screaming and crying. It was just kind of like nice to be like, oh, it's not real, but it is kind of real in this moment. It was, it was a weird one. I don't know how to explain it. It's very therapeutic watching back as well. So in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember having those dreams. I was really scared. Now I'm like, this is great. I love, I like this. <laughs> I said we stayed on location as well, which meant that yeah. when we finished, we watched through the footage as a collective and went, did that work? Should we redo it? And we reshot a couple of little bits. So it's kind of nice just being, you know, away from everything, like essentially yeah. a bubble. Yeah. And yeah, just, just cool. the three of us. Yeah. It was really cool actually being able to stay and just go through it and be like these what was like a week, wasn't it? Of being having it, completing it, having what oh yeah, no, it was great. So it's great memories. Yeah, it's, it's just like living and breathing the project, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. I slept on that giant big bed in a million there. I had the bathtub as well, didn't it? Oh, the bathtub. Oh, so Sam got <laughs> yeah. the bath. Yeah. The bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what were some of the hardest scenes to shoot? Um, the one I described in the closet that was incredibly difficult to do. It was a tiny little space that was, it was just about crawl space, really, um, and barely move. But so was the bar scene because the bar scene was literally just me and Bella in the room. We just put the microphone in the background of the room, and we were just like, okay, so how it's written is it's like roller coaster of nightmares constantly one after another and we had that limited space where you've got a very narrow room so you can only really got the, the bath on one side so you're only working from wides and close-ups but it was again having that opportunity to be in such a challenge means you just have to be more creative I and mean, even when i was watching it back i'd forgotten that like in that scene technically better ain't talking to no she's not responding to anyone because she's supposed to be scared of herself but her eye line is following it perfectly and it's just that kind of um, what felt like perfect communication for that scene. I think that's where the, the film benefits a lot is that everyone was on the same page, which allowed to go some more crazier camera work or just to keep it on a wide and allow the moment to play out when people go, when the fuck? So, oh, shit, there it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice to all be on the same page with that. Now, you, you have really great performances in the movie, Bella. Um, and not just because you're here. You. I really thought you did an uh, excellent job in and uh, you too, of course. But uh, B- Bella, you cry on command. I assume in the one scene that was a really powerful scene when the tear comes down. Oh, it depends. It depends. Um, I think sometimes, for example, this project, uh, like I can do, depending on certain ones, where it's such a short time period and there's a ton of crying. Sometimes you do need a little bit of extra help, a little movie magic secrets. Um, 
but yeah there's only so many tears you can pump out in the space of six hours um <laughs> some of those we're just shooting tears long. for six hours to be <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're just standing going, oh cry keep crying <laughs> yeah my co-host on the show trista robinson who uh uh she's an actor in, in la and she's mentioned that before where um because you just don't have enough uh water in you to, to, to actually keep crying if, if it's you know take after take and it's something crying, i've never really thought about when you've been crying so much and like with takes because it's never like a lot of time it's never just one um you might have all those feelings it's bubbling and you're just there like it's dry i'm so distraught but it's right. dry not even just um, the uh the toll it takes on you to to conjure the uh the feelings but the actual moisture to come out of your eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh steven simmons uh the driving scene at the beginning was breathtaking uh scenery wise so what was that like to shoot when you guys are uh, driving there i hate shooting that scene that's probably the one <laughs> yeah. thing i didn't enjoy because filming the car is always uncomfortable as it is because you gotta try and get the right frame and keep it interesting for you in the back of the car so you're just adjusting to find those lovely moments from the outside and yeah i i i I'm, I, I'm used to shooting in cars and finding those interesting angles, but I always hate it. And again, it was one of those things where the sound was just like next to us. And it's the one scene that annoys me the most in that film. It sounds a little bit like unclear at points. But yeah, we had some lovely film uh, places to shoot around, which was nice. But Yeah, the scenery hey, around there is just incredible, like the, the rolling fields and things. <laughs> So how did you did this go to uh, festivals or have you played it uh, for people besides uh, tonight? Yeah, it basically did the festival run this year. Uh, it played Paris Cinema in Derby. Uh, it played Brighton. It played some American festivals. I can't remember. Oh, God, sorry, the cat's trying to go crawl around. <laughs> lift her and get her out of there. Um, but it's actually out on Tubi now. It came out on Tubi oh, last nice. month. ADU Entertainment. So this is kind of like the, the final point of the film, as it were. But yeah, it's available to watch in there and Amazon Prime. But yeah, it was, it was great watching it with some audiences and clicking with what we wanted them to click with. Because when we screened the film, some people saw different perspectives and everyone has a different take on what the film's about, which is nice because it, it should have some um, ambiguous. The only thing that I wanted to like definitely make sure was that you know this, this is a, a guaranteed ending that uh, mirrors the beginning. You know, she's going to die but how is she going to die? <laughs> that's like the one clear thing that's definitely not, you know, symbolism or whatever. What, the cats. What's that like for you, Bella, since it is personal to you uh, when people have different views of what the movie's about? Um, <coughs> I, I quite like it, to be honest, because I can see where everyone comes from. I actually heard someone say um, that they hated the ending. And I was like, but... I love that. I love that they hated it because like, it was so quick and it was just so sudden. I was like, but that was the point um, of it being like that. I, I think it's just really cool to have to make a project and people have all these different views. Um, I do get sad when people think my character's absolutely that crap crazy. Because I'm like, no, no, it's not entirely that. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's cool. It's like nice to have people talking about your projects as well like that because, yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. No, I think that's a good uh, art as, as people can talk about and have different uh, takes on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jackson, what was it like for you to watch it with an audience? Um, Besides oh, the I, eating I, scene. 
Um, I, I find it quite. I find it a lot easier on on stream because I don't have to think about the audience watching it. But uh, no, at festivals, it's it's quite nerve wracking. It's uh, it, it makes you sort of you think, oh god, everyone's looking at me up there right now, and I'm here. So I yeah, I, I have to run out for a cigarette as soon as I've, I've finished <laughs> <laughs> finished uh, showing. Yeah. yeah. And now, how did it come about that uh, that Jackson you got the uh, the 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 role opposite Bella? Well, uh, obviously partially there's the phobia. But there was also we discussed. There was only one other actor we discussed in the role, but we wanted Jackson in the role. We wanted someone who understood the government's story. And Bella and Jack have not actually acted together by that point. Mm. Oh, really? Good opportunity for them to to have a like a. Because nice I assume I assume since you're all part of the Trash Shards family that you guys had uh, had you know chemistry together you know because you worked together. A lot. No, no, I've I've directed Bella before and yeah. uh, worked on a few things, but uh, but no, we've we've never acted acted together. Uh, so that was quite that was that was nice. That was cool. So what are the uh, well? It's on Tubi now. I was asked what are the plans for uh, for the movie, but it's on Tubi. So uh, I oh, hear good perfect. things about Tubi. Tubi's good fun. Um, when we went to California, we watched nonstop Tubi, nonstop every day, but at least <laughs> three four times on Tubi. Loved <laughs> it. We don't have it for some stupid reason. Oh really? I just yeah. assumed uh, you know streaming platforms everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think they'd have the sensibility to release over here, but apparently it's just no. no. <laughs> <laughs> My mom calls. My mom calls it to be or not to be. That's her big joke. It's like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what apparently was the, uh, what was that? Sorry. I said, apparently not to be here. <laughs> yeah. If you're in England, it's not to be right. Uh, Jack McCord loved it. And I want to know what was your experience like uh, in LA recently? Uh, it was like things. We weren't necessarily in LA. We were in California, but we got to see LA and LA was amazing. And, no, honestly, I don't want to be in this bleak little shitty country called the UK anymore. I'd rather be in California where it's sunny and it's nice. People there it's... think I'd rather be in the UK. So, yeah. Well, you don't. I mean, you got the guns <laughs> and the, the mental health crisis. But like yeah. over here, <laughs> we just got bleakness and what's it called? The living crisis. So, you know, all those fun things to enjoy. And no one likes to fund indie horror in the UK properly. So, you know, at least you guys got the money. <laughs> <laughs> i got to see, i got to meet bella when i was at fright fest but i missed Sam and Fr yeah and i and then i was in la but i missed both of you because i left la before you guys got there but yeah bad timing yeah, yeah. huge congrats on everything going on with you by the way with everything with uh your film yeah. it's been wow. uh, it's been a very cool experience it, it premiered at fright fest and then the u.s premiere at scream fest in la at the chinese theater which that was a really wild experience i, I was nervous that you know because it's a big theater and i was like oh no one's gonna come here but it was very a lot of people and that was just a really amazing experience and then uh, since then, it's played um, Italy, South Africa, Mexico, at uh, Morbido, um, Ohio, at Nightmares, uh, a lot of festivals. And then it's it won um, best in the best in fest at South That's Texas awesome. Underground Film Festival, which is very exciting. And then it won uh, best um, horror comedy at New York City Horror Festival. 
I'm dying to see it. I want to see it so badly. I love mockumentaries. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been doing very good. I'm very excited. Um, oh, and it won um, one best documentary. I think yeah, best documentary in South Africa. South Africa. That's really awesome. Africa. Yeah, it's been very exciting. Nice. So we'll see. Yeah, thank you. And then uh, it's coming up. It's going to be playing in Atlanta at. Um, forget the name of it, but it'll be playing in Atlanta <laughs> at, a, at a festival there. One of the big awesome. festivals too. Adam Marcus will be there. Uh, Martin Payne, thank you for asking, by the way. I just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to be able to see, especially as you guys have been working on it for so long as well. It's just awesome. Yeah, it was a uh, film before the pandemic and then everything shut down and then uh, it's been a long time actually getting it out there. But worth it, 100% worth it. Definitely. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very cool experience. Martin Payne. Uh, Sam, you just want warmth and beaches of California. <laughs> it was so sandy. So nice. I, I, I hate the hot weather. I absolutely hate it. But then England has this horrible thing called like humidity. It's all sticky and it's horrible. It's dry here out in California. I could deal with that. I was, uh -huh. I was like, you know what? Maybe I could live the sunny life of shorts and sunglasses and suntans. And not it's just going all Hollywood on this here. We did well, go there in winter, though. Remember that, Sam? <laughs> we went in winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in New England, and I, I'm on Cape Cod. I'm surrounded by the water, so it's very humid here as well. But I, I, uh, as I've gotten older, I love the heat, and uh, I'm not a big fan of the cold. I used yeah. to be the opposite. But. This has become a podcast about the weather. I like it. I think that's good. It's very British appropriate. So maybe you should come to the UK with us. Yeah, it's a new direction of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in UK, bangers. Well, what should I eat next time? I had bangers and mash. I've had uh, I shepherd's English pie. And have, a, have a curry or something like that. Curry? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. so. Curry yeah. is the most popular dish in the UK for a reason. Um, do you guys have halloumi? What is that? You know what halloumi is? I do not. <laughs> so this is what I noticed in California. There's a real lack of halloumi. Now halloumi is like goat cheese, and it's like you fry it, and it's just it's amazing. And you guys, I searched everywhere in California, and none of you understood you did, what I was talking about. So <laughs> that's the one thing you can enjoy. It's a Greek cheese, but yeah. Okay, we, we, yeah. Where I am, actually. Uh, it's very a lot of British food is very common here. Fish and chips and, and shepherd's pie and things like that. But, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Bella, what was your experience like in, in uh, California? Yeah, it was awesome. Honestly, it was gorgeous out there. Um, it's the same vibe as Sam, though. It's like we all want to move out there. You guys are impossible on your visas, though. What's this about? It's, it's not just, up to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <all> Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, no, absolutely gorgeous. And the sea and the gold in like the sea as well. I was just walking for like ages, like this is mesmerizing. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Oddly enough, when I went to it's a lot easier even as an American citizen to go to the UK than it is to come back. Like I, I it took it took me like hours, like you know, through getting to, through customs coming back to the States. Going to the UK was, was like went in and out. It was easy. Yeah, they're pretty trustworthy. They're like walk through the red for like something to declare. Or walk yeah, I mean, I, I look like a trustworthy declare. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Although me and Chris got pared down, didn't we? <laughs> you we, did. Um, you guys did. Yeah, we they, they did the whole touch everywhere where possible because we had some weird objects near our crutch, apparently. And I gave the guy excuse to touch wherever he wanted. You know? <laughs> little grab here, little grab there. <laughs> Welcome back to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> this was just on your private way. time, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on Tubi. And it's on uh, Shedda's Amazon Prime? Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, what are you guys all working on uh, currently? Uh, well, this year we, we shot, um, I directed a feature and Jack shot a feature. feature. So I shot oh, a feature cool. called Incessum. Incessum was our first body horror movie. And essentially, it's about a parasitic sound that causes a virus-like symptom. Uh, and it happens to this couple who are essentially in a bit of a rocky period. And it stars Bella. Uh, Chris Mills and Chris Ellis. And again, it's a bit of a chamber piece horror, but it was just, yeah, playing with that body horror kind of elements. Very, you know, I adore Cronenberg, so it was an attempt to actually try and be a bit like him. Hmm. And then you made a curse. Uh, yeah, I've been working on uh, a curse. I'm still in progress. We're, we're almost there. Very, very close. Um, but yeah, no, that's, um, it's it's going really well. It looks really good. It's got uh, Bella uh, as our lead. Um, Chris again. Uh, we've got the same cast. Coincidentally, just happened. Um, and uh, Bella actually wrote this wrote this oh, film cool. uh, with Sam again. And uh, I came along and added some bits and pieces. Uh, folk horror. Yeah, yeah, folk horror. Uh, good fun. Uh, sort of ghost ride film more so. Um, yeah, yeah, entertainment. We went for yeah. This. Extremes, <laughs> body horror like dissolving, and then like on which film? It's definitely two different ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, uh, Liam Regan here in the chat. I think everyone knows him. Said, oh, we uh, love Liam. Bill <laughs> Hart. Well, he'll we'll be back on the show soon to talk about a movie that that was so. awesome. Uh, Liam says, "Forget the visas, get a Mastercard." <laughs> but, um, that's, that's, that's as bad as his elevated horror joke that he kept doing is that i i have a discover we were, card but i i did notice it's not accepted in most places when i was in england yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there was some card differences in america as well yeah but mm. you know i also I before i went to england i went and i got 500 do american dollars in in pounds and then when i got there almost no place took cash yeah, yeah, no one's yeah. dead. <laughs> so I went and blew it all at the casino. <laughs> you have a good luck though, don't you, with uh, fortune? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have great Chats. luck at, in uh, at the at, at the one in England though. I swear, it's all I used to see on your face was like, I just done this. One hundred dollars, one thousand dollars. I just done this for another fifty dollars. Yeah, like, I okay. did. Uh, <laughs> we played roulette in uh, in London. Uh, uh, Sophia did well though. Sophia, ah, nice. yeah. good, good. Uh, Dave Bailey, uh, how long did it take to edit? Um, oh, I, so I mostly edit. Why did I mostly edit? I think it's about three weeks. Sound, sorry. You're cutting up again on my end. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. No, why is doing that? Should be doing that. I'm not touching anything. But yeah, um, Ben Farron, who scored it, he, he spent like the next six months working on the score. So yeah, it was quite a quick turnaround to some degree. Mm. 
but we then, yeah, spent the last year sending it to festivals and stuff. But the edit, the edit was quite basic, especially in comparison to um, Senseless, which is um, a surrealist horror film we made four months beforehand, which was so heavy on the green screen side of things that that took like two years to be happy with the edit, whereas Home was pretty much locked from like January, February 2021, like shortly afterwards. Uh, Jack McCord just says that he thanks me for have, making this available. Well, thanks. You're welcome. And also thanks uh, these three people here for letting this play. Thank you for that. Yeah. If, uh, IMDb, Home is Real A, give a little rate. That's, you know? Yes, that's something that's I should bring awesome. up. Yeah, that, that helps, especially independent film, uh, going on the IMDb page, giving it a, a score. And also, what's the other one? Um, I know uh, Michael Epstein always uh, promotes that. I forget oh, the, the letterbox. Letterbox, yes. Oh, they hate us on letterbox. Don't, don't worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to log all the movies I watch, and I do that for about a week, and then I forget. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And then it's not. And then you're like, this is a chore. Why yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if I go to festivals, like I, I have to like remember like the 50 movies to put it, you know, especially all the shorts. And yeah, it's just too much work. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys for doing this. And where can people follow you, Bella? Not to your home, but online. See what you're up to. No, I should have prepared. That. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter as I think I'm. Bella R. Rich, I think. I tagged you into site. I'll check. And I'm also on Instagram at AnnabellaRich.actor. All right. Very good. Original. All right. Well, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah don't, don't follow any of those fakes. The original, the original. Uh, <laughs> Sam, where can people follow you to see what you're up to? Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Sam Mason Bell. I believe that's the same on Instagram. And Trash Arts Productions or Trash Arts Film. For Twitter and Facebook is Trash Arts UK. And, and how about? Oh, yeah, and same with Instagram. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and how about yourself, Jackson? There's no point. There's no point trying to find me personally <laughs> on social media. Follow Trash Arts if you want to know what I'm doing. I, I'm useless with it all. It's not even private. Just lazy. You know, I, I, honestly, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> and I think that I think the cat needs. A, does the cat have any social media? And she got some social media. She got a music video. Well, she didn't do the music video, obviously, but she yeah, did a music she directed video. it. <laughs> Want to say anything, Cat? Are you going to walk around to the What's the cat's name, by the way? Or is it just Cat? Patch. 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 Here she is. There you go. Look, you're, on, you're, on, you're in. <laughs> no, you're she doesn't want to be yeah, broadcast to the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robbie adds, Bella was absolutely awesome in the film. Love watching her in anything. Thank you, Robbie. Much love. <laughs> Yeah, she's outstanding in the film. Yeah. And Jackson, and, uh, you're, you're great too, honestly. Because uh, if if you have one great actor and the other one doesn't hold up, uh, it doesn't work. But uh, you're right there. Thank you. I yeah. love Jackson in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is great. You're great in it, Jackson. Honestly, I, yeah, it's awesome. Perfect uh, casting. I, perfect you, casting. You carry the film. It's uh, it's it, it wouldn't have been the you yeah you it couldn't have been the same without your your skill, honestly. <laughs> Joint effort. <laughs> <laughs> it was a passion project, wasn't it? We were, everyone was so invested, and I feel like that really comes across in our film how invested everyone is and like how much they want it to work. And as you said, everyone's on the same page, and that just worked beautifully. Well, I always like your work, but I honestly think this was uh, one of your best uh, performances, one of your best uh, projects. 
Ah, uh, thank you, man. I'm yeah, like like I said, incredibly proud of it. I'm, I love the fact that people get it. That's all this is. <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. And thanks all three of you for doing this. No worries, man. Pleasure as always. Huh? And we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Okay. Always, always. Yeah, unless you've had enough of me. No, never. never. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. I know it's late there. Yeah, night. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> Robbie Thank says we need a patch movie. I agree. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to have. Uh... I'm sorry here. I forgot. I, mean, I should have. Uh, I try. I'm, I have music of the month. Um, so I'm going to play uh, music here at the end of the show. Oh, awesome. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. I don't think I have it ready, so I will not. But I will on future shows. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I uploaded it. <laughs> I do have it. All right, all right. Is it here? I'll have it here in a minute. Yeah. This is very <laughs> smooth. <laughs> you can do some little background. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dylan Mars Greenberg is uh, our music of the month. I'll have it right here in a second. Get that groovy trailer, the Dark Side release. It know, keeps, uh, yeah, here we go. It's not working here. All right, here we go. All right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you, everyone. And here it goes with the Music of the Month, Sam Masonville. Um, that did not work. <laughs> so forget all that. But you can listen to Sam Masonville on the live show Wednesday and Thursday and on, all, and on the podcast version. All right. Be lovely to see you. Bye, <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 It's a great <laughs> ending. <Yeah. laughs> Chimes, hit you 
stand accused of sound abuse You lost your mind, you must have thrown it down A garbage shoot, but please don't let me go Mama, 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 mama,